The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. It's time now for Tennessee Valley Spotlight, brought to you by Witch Barbecue. Now here's your host, Allie Turner. Well, good morning, everybody. We have a beautiful, crisp, still kind of cold, but marvelous spring morning on this Monday. And I realized that the first few minutes of what I'm going to talk about, really, in 150 years, nobody's going to know, and nobody's going to care, but just allow me to philosophize for a little while. I quit watching the Academy Awards years ago. And it was sad because when I was a kid, I used to get a chance to stay up kind of late. And it was Sunday night when we had popcorn at our house. And you'd see all the pretty dresses and people acting graciously. And then over the years, the Oscars have really deteriorated with some notable um, exceptions. And I, I just am done. But most of you know that I'm a movie fan, and so I I go to movies occasionally. I enjoy movies if they are well done. And uh, King Richard, for which Will Smith won the Best Actors Award last night, really is a fine movie, and he did an outstanding job. <laughs> Between the outstanding job and his behavior in front of a billion people, I just want to toss some things your way. This would be the time when my husband Steve would say, Hun, you might be overthinking it. Well, please just indulge me. I uh, didn't know anything about what had happened. I went to bed before the thing was over. I didn't watch it anyway. And I always make a point of the next morning reading to see who got what. And oftentimes I don't even know three-quarters of the movies that have been nominated, nor the actors or other kinds of things, and this was no exception. But I had seen King Richard, and I had commented in our family when we saw it that I genuinely hoped that Will Smith would get the uh, Oscar because he, he does a fine job. So here are two ways of looking at things. There's the woke way and maybe the going back to when men defended women way, and I don't think anybody really knows what they're doing. But as probably many of you know, Chris Rock, who absolutely eviscerates anyone and anything in his wake, made a comment, a joke, about Will Smith's wife, Jada Pickett-Smith. And she has a situation where she has had to go to virtually shaving her head, virtually not really having any hair on her head because she has alopecia, which, you know, it's tough for anybody to not have hair. It's especially tough for women to have um, spots, and in her case, more than. And she's, she's been a trooper, and she's been funny about it. And the bizarre thing, when you look at this, what transpired last night, was that at first Will laughed at the joke because people have had to learn how to become, on the one hand, kind of have a rhino hide, and on the other hand, if if you uh, are 
woke, whatever that means, you can expect cancel culture to be going right and left over people disagreeing with opinions. So I watched this and thought, mercy sakes. And then I I ended up having two, two streams of thought. So I'm going to share them both with you. There is the understandable stream of Will was completely out of line, shouldn't have done what he did, and then was emotional and um, somewhat, in a weird way, apologetic later on when he accepted the award for his uh, portrayal of Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena, in the, in the movie King Richard. There's that, and I can understand why people would say that. But there's also something that at least struck me, maybe I'm wrong, but he talked basically in a way that men used to talk before everything went sideways, and in a lot of respects, nobody knew how to be a man in our culture anymore, nobody knew how to be a woman in our culture anymore, but it was something that that I became very familiar with when I was in Iraq, and that is that men have heroes' hearts Way down inside, I think they're hardwired. I think they're created to have heroes' hearts that want to defend. And we've come so far away from that. And women are, in part, in my view, responsible for um, making men not want to be heroes and gentlemen. Quite frankly, both genders have, have messed up royally, especially in the last 50 years. But what's new. But what struck me, that the thing that made me kind of go, huh, what is going on in this, in this guy? And what is going on in his family? Is he made comments, and I, I won't quote them, I can't, but he made comments about wanting to speak up for and defend people. And I had to ask myself the question, is, is something that is visceral, Finally getting a chance to come out and emerge in Will Smith, however poorly, however awkwardly, was his, did he find himself in sort of an existential twilight zone where at first he laughed because you're supposed to laugh, and then all of a sudden he went, no? Or did he head up there because his wife sent him daggers was it because he was afraid of what what might happen to him if he didn't or did he did he do what he did completely because he got back in touch with something that used to be present in our culture and that is men defended women for that matter i can remember that it was just expected that if some if a man if you were a woman and a man said something inappropriate to you you were not only, you were almost expected to slap him and say fresh and stand up for your femininity. So we're talking some some rather odd cultural constructs. And what what also occurs to me is that, you know, in this weird time in which we live, you have people that, if it had been any number of other people who had pulled something like that, they would have been canceled forever. <laughs> they would have been kicked out. Of, they would have been escorted out of the place um, at the moment. And, and perhaps Jada would have had to have accepted in absentia 
her husband's Oscar. It's kind of almost like a, a a technical when a coach gets kicked out of the game for really crossing the line in terms of, of their behavior. And so I, I mean, would I have been happier if it hadn't happened in the first place? Yeah, I would have been happier if Chris Rock hadn't been so thoughtless. I mean, most people realize that you can joke about several things, but you never joke about somebody's medical condition or disability, that that's just just wrong. And that's how he rolls, so why doesn't he get canceled? So, I don't know. Last night was... Um, in, I, like I said, I didn't watch the Oscars. I've just looked at some of the clips of, of what happened, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. But here was kind of the, the saving grace to me. Denzel Washington, who I think personally is one of the finest actors that has ever been around, is someone who is very um, transparent about his faith and has become more so in the last few years, he gave a college comm- commencement speech, which Mayor Ronnie and I um, talked about and commented on and wrote about right after he did it. And he talked about putting your shoes way under your bed at nighttime so that when you went to get them, you were forced to be down on your knees. It was an indirect call to being a person of faith and humbling yourself. So interestingly, Denzel Washington, who himself had been nominated for what was a stellar uh, performance in a, a movie about Macbeth, took Will aside and he said, you know what, it is when you, words to the effect of, it is when you're at the top, it's when you've had the triumph, it's when you've had the, the long-expected win that you have to especially be careful because that's when the devil comes after you. And Denzel was not speaking, I don't think, about a sort of uh, fairy tale type of devil. I think he was talking about the spirit that believers know from experience is utterly evil and is set to destroy. And so in a very weird way, when Will expressed through tears and rambling his thanks to Denzel for admonishing him. There were some moments that could be redeemed in that whole situation. So I don't know what your thoughts are, and I realize that really (laughs) the Oscars are about people congratulating themselves. I understand that. But it was an interesting snapshot of the chaos in our culture that at least as far as Denzel was concerned, seemed to have a moment of grace. And so we're going to take a break, and at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a a very special guest, and we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on in in our region and things that are coming up. So this is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. I'm Allie Turner. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
Severe weather can strike the Tennessee Valley at any time. Be prepared. Stay alert. Sign up now for the free Alabama Safety Net program, the smart way to get instant severe weather messages straight to your mobile device or computer. And best of all, it's free. Safety Net only sends messages when storms are in the areas you set up. Sign up today at WKAC1080.com and be better prepared for tomorrow. Alabama Safety Net from Barron Services and WKAC1080.com. You know, I think some foods are just destined to bring back memories, and I think barbecue is just one of those kind of foods. The smell of the hickory fire, the smoke that gets in your clothes, the sizzling of the meat on the pits, it all starts coming back with memories of childhood, home, family, and tradition. Hey, this is Mark again out at Whit's Barbecue, and I am inviting you today to drop by any of our stores in North Alabama and Southern Tennessee. Start creating some of those memories for yourself. You know, we've been around since 1966, and we've got enough memories to write several books. I want you to come by and be a part of that. Our whole shoulder barbecue, ribs, chicken, beef, turkey, it cooks on a real masonry pit as it was designed by our daddy Floyd Whit. And it doesn't plug into anything. No electricity. We still do it the old-fashioned hard way. Turning the meat by hand, shoving real-life hickory coals. And we love it. And I want you to love it, too. So drop by and start creating some of those memories for yourself at Whip's Barbecue. Come by and see us. Here's a safety tip from the Athens Gas Department. It's important that we respect natural gas and take precautions to prevent accidents. Without safety, natural gas can be a fire hazard, cause an explosion, or even produce carbon monoxide poisoning. Right now, Athens Gas Department is working hard to keep the city of Athens safe by replacing old gas lines. So join the campaign. Be precautious and keep your home safe informed. This natural gas safety tip has been brought to you by Athens Gas Department. Keeping the city of Athens informed. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Give us your thoughts by calling 232-6828. We're back with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. During the break, Ken Fox and I were talking about the adventures at the Oscars last night. And uh, if you you didn't join us in the first segment or if you're not aware what happened, long story short... A, a tasteless joke was told about Will Smith's wife, Jada, and the fact that she is having to essentially um, function as someone who is completely bald because of a medical condition that she can't control. A poor joke was made, and at first Will Smith left, and then he somewhere between the laugh and what he did he decided that enough was enough and he went up and smacked Chris Rock and um then sat down and then unfortunately he he dropped the f bomb a couple of times and disrupted the whole set of proceedings but you know I'm wondering if it didn't need to be you know 
did it, it, it there's there has been so much hubris that has come forth from Hollywood for so many years that I'm wondering if we didn't just witness a, a reset of types. I remember when I was a kid and Gregory Peck received the Best Actor Award for his absolutely timeless seminal role of Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. And To Kill a Mockingbird, to this day, is my favorite movie. If I were stuck on a a desert island and I could only watch two movies, one would be The Ten Commandments and the other one would be To Kill a Mockingbird. And I remember that Gregory Peck got up and rather divorced from what was going on and in the middle of having received this award he made this plea that Hollywood would cease producing trash and get back to making movies that were quality well this this was 1963 so that's nearly 60 years ago and when we think of the kinds of movies that have been made since that are just horrific beyond belief, whether they are violent or demonic or absolutely exploitive or foul or tasteless or without a point, whatever, hate-mongering, they're, they have sunk to a new low. Well, when we look at the cycles of things, we know that sometimes things will reach an all-time low and then something will happen. And I can't, I am not trying to propose that I think that the fact that Will Smith hauled off and really smacked Chris Rock is going to be the great reset in Hollywood. But I'll tell you one thing. I have a feeling that people might think twice before they say tasteless stuff. And I don't like seeing anybody get popped either. However, there are some times when pushback seems to be the only thing that gets somebody's attention. And I really wasn't planning on talking about this for the whole first part of the show, but I think I think it is worth exploring. A few years ago, I had a chance to spend some time with Larry Elder. And for those of you who may not be familiar with who he, with Larry Elder and who he is, what he does, he is a an outstanding conservative radio talk show host and documentarian. Who um, he's he's a brilliant guy, and he ran for governor, uh, I believe, last year or yeah when. Um, there was a recall on Governor Newsom in California, and the guy grew up in Compton, straight out of. And he made a point in this few moments that I had a few years ago, I got to spend some time with him at the National Religious Broadcasters Global Conference, and it was held in Orlando that year. He talked about how black men were removed from their homes 
just like homes were split up during slavery, how black men were removed from their homes. And the way that it went down was this. I had always wondered, how was it that a welfare state was created essentially overnight and with a stroke of the pen? And he explained, because he was there, he was a kid, that in order for someone, a household, to receive uh, welfare, the man could not be living there. And that was what people bought into in order to get money from the government for whatever reason. And I think we can say that the result has been horrific. And I, it, it's not just in the African-American community. In so many ways, we have lost our way. And as I said at the top of the hour, no one in a lot of ways knows how to be a man, a true man, and nobody knows really how to be a true woman. I mean, men have bought into an idea of becoming um, passive, and that's not leadership, and nobody enjoys that, or jumping in the other ditch of being micromanaging or rage-based or um, just exhibiting poor leadership. And women have been either mousy or they've become just impossible to be around, the kind of person that the Bible talks about, it's better to live on the top of a roof than with a brawling woman. And people are walking around in a lot of states of confusion. How do I roll? What do I put up with? What do I speak to? What do I go without? What do I insist upon? Where do I push back? When do I fight? When do I put up with stuff? I think that that's something that we are grappling with in our culture. And I know that the hero's heart is something that is in the heart of men. I saw it. I saw it in Iraq. I've seen it in in my own life. Men, I think, unless they have just been really bent, wounded, or have allowed themselves to become bitter, I believe that men instinctively want to protect, want to help, want to assist, want to provide. I really do. And then there are those who do not. And so what I'm trying to say is I've got room. I'm not saying I'm right, but I've got room for maybe what was going on with Will Smith last night was the the rebirth of a hero's heart. When he made his speech, he talked about feeling really protective toward the Williams family. He portrayed their father, and he talked about... I've seen interviews with him in in the making of the movie, and he talked about times when he would weep on, on the set because of the strong, raw, protective emotion that he was feeling for everybody present. The, the young actresses who played the younger versions of Venus and Serena, uh, even feeling that way toward um, their mom and even toward Richard. And so what I'm getting at is this. I'm not condoning what happened, and I'm certainly not condoning the use of language, but I'm not completely rejecting it either because it to me it seems like there is a possibility that something is brewing in this man 
that has now reached the pinnacle of, of what is possible in a very artificial town, that being Hollywood, the pinnacle being winning an Oscar for being the best in a particular category. Okay, he's there now. And so what's going to happen? Who is he going to become? Now that a billion people have witnessed this meltdown, does it matter? Or is it just celebrities being celebrities and it's totally dismissive because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter? I'm not so sure. The, The theme of the film, King Richard, is about a man trying to lead his family. At the end of the day... It's not about the girls and the hard work that they put in, although that's certainly a portion of it. But it is one of the most visceral, existential sets of questions that I've ever seen asked on film. And that is, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a husband? And how do you fight to do it well? And if I'm going to extend that question... What does it mean to be a woman? Well, don't ask a certain Supreme Court nominee because she feels like she has to be a biologist to come up with that definition, but I digress. What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a wife? What does it mean to be a mom? What kinds of things do you absolutely stand for? And what kinds of things do you allow for a greater good. And what does it mean to be a child, daughter or son? How do you honor parents? What does that look like? How do you honor parents that are on that are not honorable in in any regard? How do you honor your children as a man and not provoke them? These are tough questions. I don't have answers, but I'll tell you what If there is one thing that I think will happen as a result of last night's antics, it is that we will have some room for questions and dialogue in our culture. And that's always a good thing, because the more you communicate and the more you find out how people think, the more of a chance you have at building a strong community. And if there is one thing that the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show is about, it is building strong communities. So... With that bit of pontification and philosophizing, we're going to have a special guest at the bottom of the hour, actually after Yellowhammer News, and that is Fred Sloss, who is running for sheriff, and uh, he's going to be telling his thoughts. And if you want to call in and ask Fred questions, please feel free to. So this is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we'll be back in a jiff. River City Roofing Solutions is locally owned and operated by brothers Chris and Michael Muse. What sets us apart from other companies is the fact that our knowledge in the industry comes from nearly a decade of hands-on experience installing shingles, metal, and flat roofing material. With years of inspecting, training, and managing, we have mastered every aspect of the roofing process. www.rivercityroofingsolutions.com 256-274-8530. When your clothing needs to be professionally dry cleaned, take it to Classic Cleaners, now with three locations to serve you. 
Your clothes will be kept looking as good as new with their professional dry cleaning and laundry service. Classic Cleaners also offer same-day service Tuesday through Saturday. If your clothing has a tough stain, in most cases, Classic Cleaners can remove it without a trace. Bring your drapes, curtains, bedspreads, and comforters to Classic Cleaners. Classic Cleaners also offers wedding gown preservation and leather cleaning. Classic Cleaners now with three locations. Highway 72 East in Lindsay Lane, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. 600 South Jefferson Street, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Highway 72 West in Killen, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Here's a safety tip from Athens Gas Department. Proper use and maintenance of gas appliances will help you enjoy years of safe and reliable service. Inspect the flame on your gas appliance periodically. Should you ever have a yellow flame, your burner may not be operating efficiently. This could be a sign of improper ventilation and could possibly give off carbon monoxide, a highly toxic gas. Call the trained technicians at Athens Gas Department, 232-1440. They know how to spot problems. This natural gas safety tip has been brought to you by Athens Gas Department, keeping the city of Athens informed. Severe weather can strike the Tennessee Valley at any time. Be prepared. Stay alert. Sign up now for the free Alabama Safety Net program, the smart way to get instant severe weather messages straight to your mobile device or computer. And best of all, it's free. Safety Net only sends messages when storms are in the areas you set up. Sign up today at WKAC1080.com and be better prepared for tomorrow. Alabama Safety Net from Barron Services and WKAC1080.com. From YHN News, I'm Scott Chambers. Republican U.S. Senate hopeful Mike Durant, the frontrunner in Alabama's U.S. Senate race, recently met with former President Donald Trump in an effort to land his highly coveted endorsement after Trump unendorsed Representative Mo Brooks in the race. During an appearance this past Friday on Alabama Public Television's Capital Journal, Durant said that he would prioritize voting integrity. Durant declared that Trump had been robbed of a second term and that President Joe Biden did not win the election. A new state database created by legislation called Shirley's Law, named after a woman who survived elder abuse, will include names of anyone convicted of mistreating a senior citizen. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey signed the law Thursday to create the nation's first elder abuse registry. A central Alabama man has been tapped for a federal appointment. YHN's Elizabeth Kramer reports. An Alabama man is appointed by President Joe Biden to serve as the Federal Salary Council Chair. Stephen Condre is a Montevallo resident and Metro Area Human Resources Executive. The Birmingham Business Journal says that he has consulted with more than 800 organizations worldwide. He was also appointed by former President Barack Obama in 2010 to chair the Federal Salary Council. For YHN News, I'm Elizabeth Kramer. A four-function robotic rover developed for use on Mars by the Space Hardware Club at the University of Alabama in Huntsville will be in summer competition at the University Rover Challenge Finals in the desert of southern Utah. The URC project of the Mars Society is the world's premier robotics competition for college students. I'm Scott Chambers. You are listening to YHN News. Tim James. Ben Franklin said there are only two things certain in life, death and taxes. 
Now, thanks to Kay Ivey, there's a third. Death, taxes, and Kay Ivey's gas tax increase that goes up automatically, without a vote, forever. Tim James. Governor Ivey and the political crowd found a way to raise taxes forever without having to vote on them. Gasoline is a commodity. It goes up and down. When they did it, gas was under two bucks. Now it's over three dollars. All of this taken together is very hard on your paycheck. Kay Ivey's gas tax increase that goes up automatically without a vote. It's my opinion that the time has come to, to give back the people of Alabama a tax cut. I'm Tim James, and as governor, I'll repeal the never-ending gas tax increase because working folks need a break. It's time to fight back. Tim James, Governor. Paid for by Tim James, Governor, 2022. WKAC. Monday weather. As we go through the morning hours, temperatures a little bit warmer, winds increasing out of the south, and highs today in the low to mid-70s. We're going low 80s tomorrow and Wednesday. We've got a strong storm system coming at us, which could produce severe weather late Wednesday into Thursday, so keep checking back for updates. Overnight lows getting back into the 50s. I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brad Travis on WKAC. Weather, a service of Flanagan Heating and Air, serving limestone in Madison counties for over 20 years. Your needs and preferences combined with the proper focus on safety, efficiency, and reliability is their priority. Free quotes on new equipment. Free second opinions on catastrophic failures. Always open for service and repair calls. Call Flanagan Heating and Air, 256-321-0781. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and I am honored to have Fred Sloss, who has been the chief deputy sheriff and has retired and is now running for sheriff sheriff (laughs) chief sheriff of limestone county here in the studio with us live welcome fred hello everybody good morning and so we're just going to talk we're going to talk about what he wants to do about the campaign about how if anybody wants to get involved they can okay so Let's start off with you being born and raised in the Deep South and ending up in Japan as part of the U.S. Navy and in what you told me was the biggest listening post in the world. Now, that's going back a ways, but it is germane as to how it built your career. So tell us about that adventure. What in the world caused you to feel like going in the Navy and especially going to Japan was the thing you needed to do. Well, I always wanted to serve. And the thing about it was, it was kind of funny how I ended up in the Navy. I went and met with the Marine recruiter and I met with the Navy recruiter. And they were both supposed to pick me up and take me up to the Met Station in Nashville on the same day at the same time. As story would have it, the Navy recruiter showed up. Marine recorded, recruiter did not, and I ended up in the Navy. Oh, my word. And that's really how it happened. That's really how it happened. So you had no particular... Pre- well, well, I had two jobs picked out on them. Both of them kind of the same. Okay. I was going to do it in the Navy or the Marines, but 
the Marine recruiter didn't show up, so the Navy recruiter so, showed up. So that was that. The rest was history. The rest was history. Okay, so you got to endure all the sailor jokes and squib jokes and the Marines and Navy actually being two sides of the same coin until you get into a bar and, you know, just on and on and on it goes. All right, so I'm assuming Japan was not your first duty station. No, I was first assigned uh, my first duty station was Fort Devens, where I went to A school, Army Intelligence School, mm-hmm. and I completed that, and then I was shipped off. Okay, explain something to me. I mean, because when I was in Iraq, NCIS came to our base, and our base was an intel base, okay? So why would the Army be the ones to be training you as a Navy guy when the Navy has essentially the most famous intel school? Why was that? Well, at that time, everything was merged together. You had the Army bases merged in with the Navy bases, so you had everybody there together. So okay. So they cut off costs, I guess, on that part. Of okay, it. so CID didn't really become CID, Criminal Investigative Department, until later. That was just kind of a whole big... You see, in the crypto world, we're not CID. CID oh, okay, is, okay. Uh, CID was more of actually law enforcement. We was actually intel. Okay, so purely gathering information. And then, now, did you did you have to do any analysis, or were you just sitting with with ears on? Uh, I don't want to say just. Please, 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 please understand. We did a little bit of everything. Okay. On that part of it, what you gathered, you had to analyze. But that was a whole different section. Okay. Did you enjoy that part? It was a lot of board nights there. I bet. Just sitting there waiting for something to come across. So. Okay. So <laughs> but when things were exciting, it was exciting. Can you, can you, and, and tell me no if you can't, but can you give an example of an exciting night that is no longer classified? It's kind of hard to say. Okay. I mean, I, you have to sign an agreement. So it's All right. So your NDA, go, your your non-disclosure agreement goes for the rest of your life. Is it one of those? It's okay. Years. That that seventy-five. Oh well, who's counting? Okay. So <laughs> Maybe that we'll make it. that I that I understand. All right. So you were in, if I remember correctly, you were in the Navy for eight years. No, five years. Five. Okay. Five. So you were in for five, and then what? Uh, I, I returned home. Uh, at the end of my enlistment, I always knew I was going to get into law enforcement, wanted to be in law enforcement. So my wife and I came back here to Alabama. And you met the amazing, wonderful, and lovely Marsha that has graced the front of a particular newspaper while you were in Japan, right? Yes, we met in Japan. Okay. We met in Misawa, Japan. Okay. And then how long from the first time that you laid eyes on her till you got married? How long was that? It was probably six or seven months. Okay. Somewhere there. All right. Whirlwind, whirlwind court. Uh, okay. Courtship. Yep. All right. You were smitten and stayed smitten. Good man. Okay. So you came home. You know, you wanted to be involved in law enforcement, and um, we'll just get an answer to this question before we take a break. Did you have, and I, I realize that for a lot of people, when they have a desire to practice law or practice medicine, it takes a while before they specialize. And back in the day, certainly law enforcement was um, a whole lot less specialized than it is now. When you came home, hung, hung up your Navy career, wanted to head toward your law enforcement career, did you have in mind a particular type of law enforcement that you wanted to do, or did you just want to get after it? Well, I always thought about being a state trooper. I actually took the trooper test when I was in high school. And okay. the high and free zone. And when I left for the Navy, I got the letter that, to come down to uh, 
Selma a trial for the troopers and everything else, but I was in Fort Dallas. You were already gone. Okay. All right. Now, what was it about the troopers that you found particularly attractive? I met a trooper up on Highway 72 many, many years ago, and I was just looked at him and talked to him and I said that's why I want And he to affected you? Okay, you know what? That is an excellent point and we're going to we're going to develop that when we come back from this break because it really is about the role of people and how they influence people and that's something that you certainly did when you came back. This is Allie Turner. I have Fred Sloss with me who is running for sheriff for Limestone County in the studio and when we come back we're going to answer that question. Severe weather can strike the Tennessee Valley at any time. Be prepared. Stay alert. Sign up now for the free Alabama Safety Net program, the smart way to get instant severe weather messages straight to your mobile device or computer. And best of all, it's free. Safety Net only sends messages when storms are in the areas you set up. Sign up today at WKAC1080.com and be better prepared for tomorrow. Alabama Safety Net from Barron Services and WKAC1080.com. My name is Takia, and a little thing that I love about the Smokehouse Barbecue Bacon Sandwich is when I take a bite, it's the perfect blend from the bacon to the cheese. It's perfection. Hey, I'm Katora, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A mac and cheese is it kind of melts in your mouth, so you know it's creamy, cheesy, and delicious. This gooey mac makes me cheese every time. (laughs) Order dinner delivered on the Chick-fil-A app today. Delivery fee and other restrictions apply. Real guests paid for their testimonials. And now a small business setback, set to smooth jazz. It's late. You're driving in the rain with only one thing on your mind. The deer about to total your HVAC van. But with Progressive's 30-plus customizable coverage options, you're covered. The rest is just saxophone. When running your small business gets rough, Progressive Commercial is there to smooth it out. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Twinkly sound. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Hey, slow down, buddy. This ain't Talladega. And that race car driver's number on your back window? You ain't him. Truth is, just ten miles over the speed limit and your chances of killing someone are four times higher. So forget the number on your window and memorize the one on that orange prison jumpsuit. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. If you'd like to call the show, just dial 232-6828. Now more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and I have with me in the studio... Fred Sloss, who is running for Limestone County Sheriff, the Sheriff of Sheriffs, the Sheriff with a capital S of Sheriffs. And we were talking about um, his career and what headed him toward law enforcement. And interestingly enough, and really not surprisingly enough, the thing that made him want to specifically try out for being a state trooper was a state trooper. And w- do you remember what it was about this guy that made you feel like, yeah, that's what I want to do? It was just everything about him. He was there, and, and he was just speaking to me. And I was at a young age then. I was actually a boy. I was probably six do, or seven. Six years or seven, okay. At that age on that part of it. Everything about him, the way he went about his business and everything else on that part of it. 
So had the cool car. Had cool. Had car. the cool car. Had, had the cool gun. Had and and, and yeah, had the coolest hat of all. You got to admit the troopers so have the hats. They do. They do. Okay, so home you come, and um, you were also sharing with me during the break that you actually found out that you had been accepted to try out for the troopers. That almost sounds like a like a basketball game, like like it's part of March Madness. I'm sorry, but they to to apply and to see if if you were accepted, and they did provisionally accept you, but you were already on your way to the Navy. Okay, so home you come, and what was your next step? My next step was uh, I went to Calhoun and completed my degree there, and uh, I went up to the Sheriff Department. I actually took the test for the Cater PD. I was hired there and indicator. Decatur PD. Okay. I was hired there and just waiting for the process to work its way out. And uh, it just took so long. I went up and talked to Sheriff Blakely. And after speaking to him, he called me and hired me on the spot. There you go. Okay. So, so how long ago? I mean, this was, this. it's been a minute <laughs> since since you became part of Limestone County. So what year was that that you that were hired? That was 1996. Hired? And I've loved it ever since. Yeah. Okay. So you get hired. At what point, I know it was fairly early on, and I know that it lasted for a good chunk of your career, and you retired um, at the end of 2021 in order to be able to devote completely all your time toward running for a sheriff. Okay, so you became officer-friendly. You became the guy. You became the, the, the guy that, if you were a kid, you wouldn't even think of messing with in the hall, but also somebody who had the chance to speak into people's lives so was that something that that you thought that you would do or did just kind of open up and think you know what that's what i need to do how did that part happen you know uh working a ball game one night and uh brad Kernut was working and he was the dare officer his name was deputy brad and i've been out working the road and i just realized all these people actually like this guy where no miller road where they don't like when the deputies come and everything else in that part and he was deputy brad so I saw this opportunity. I went to dare school and became a dare instructor, and I became deputy free. I thought then I saw where I could make a bigger difference in these young children's lives mm-hmm. in the day to day. And I know in a previous conversation you you have talked about you especially made a point when because you, you know when you when you work in schools, which I have done as well, you get an idea of what's going on at home and who's who's got a good situation and who's got a bad situation and unfortunately it's not bad enough to actually intervene but it's still not a good situation so you, you pick you pick up on that i i know that i when you did your kickoff event back in november one of the things that i found not at all surprising and and touching and um was very powerful was to have these kids who graduated 20 years ago and still remember from when you were Deputy Fred in the hallway and they came and spoke and I don't think you knew that was going to happen did you? Did you, have an, you did? Okay, so you knew they were coming but they were kids that you really connected with back in the day already, so what I'm headed toward, it kind of seems like what the theme of today's program is is that the role of adults in children's life and and specifically the role of men in children's lives you know we've we've come into such a a place of chaos in our culture in in large part i feel 
because of fatherlessness, and it's it's rife in the African American community. It's rife uh, all the way around. And um, I know I had to be a single mom for a while. I know what it's like to try and be both the mom and the dad. And what I am really hoping for is that people get an idea of what it's like to be responsive to authority and for authority to realize how important it is to be trustworthy authority and i would i would think that would be a very large portion of what you had to contend with back then and even now am i somewhere in the ballpark yes okay so if you i i'm gonna we're gonna take a break again in a little bit but i I want you to be thinking about some stuff if you win this particular uh race you're going to be making history on a number of fronts. For one thing, it's the first time that we've had five Republican people vying for the same spot, which has got to be weird. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, and I, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's probably made your bald head just about want to cook an egg from time to time because it's it's just never been the case in our county. So that that's an interesting thing. But what I want you to be thinking about um, when we come back is. Let's say it's November. Let's say you win. What are the top three things that you want to just get after from the moment you are in that office? So be thinking about that and answer that when we come back. This is Allie Turner. I have Fred Sloss with me in the studio. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. If you've got a question or comment for WKAC, give us a call 24-7 on our listener line. That number is 256-434-1080. We'd like to hear your ideas, your likes, and, yes, your dislikes. Call the WKAC listener line at 256-434-1080 and leave us your message. If there's something we do that you enjoy, or if you've got a suggestion about something you think we can do better, call us anytime at 256-434-1080. The listener We're waiting to hear from you at 1080 WKAC. Here's the deal. I've had constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating for years. I've tried a lot of laxatives and fiber supplements, but my symptoms keep coming back. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Here's a safety tip from Athens Gas Department. Proper ventilation of gas appliances are essential for safety. So make sure your gas furnace and water heaters are vented to the outside of the building. Also check your flue pipe and chimney for blockage. Should you be unsure about proper ventilation, call Athens Gas Department at 232-1440. This natural gas safety tip has been brought to you by the Athens Gas Department. Keeping the city of Athens informed. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. 
I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. If you've got a question or comment, let us know by calling 232-6828. Tennessee Valley Spotlight continues now on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. In the last few minutes that we have with Fred Sloss, we're going to get an idea of what he wants to do if he is the one that is duly elected in Limestone County as our next sheriff, what's important to him, and if you want to get involved in his campaign, what you can do to help him get elected. So, Fred, it's the day after... You've been sworn in, you're sitting in the office, what's your first order of business? We're going to get back to work and work like we used to. We're going to take criminals off the street. We're going to go out to the drug dealers, uh, drugs that affect this community time and time again. We're getting drug addicts off the street, but we need to take the dealers off the street to be more effective on that part of it. Uh, we're going to all work the criminals. We're going to make Limestone County the safest county it was like it used to be when I left the sheriff's office. Uh, secondly, we're going to have to put more deputies on the street. I'm going to have to go to the commission and tell them they got to hire them. Those deputies are stretched out. They're going yes, to they are. Call. And APD is as well. I mean, everybody is is stretched, and they're in a, in a season where, unfortunately, law enforcement um, is not honored. I mean, in, in certain sectors, law enforcement is definitely honored, and I know that you experience that. But we also see um, the whole the whole career path vilified. We see the actual designation of being involved in, in law enforcement as being um, less than human, less than honorable in, in, in some people's minds. And uh, they do a lot of damage, I think. Yeah, okay. So you getting more officers, um, getting more training, I'm assuming, because things are more complicated. If you get more deputies out there on the street, we can train more. Okay. Do you find that at this point you feel like drugs more than anything are uh, they're kind of the hub of what keeps evil energy going in the crime world? It is. More than anything? 97% of the people in jail are in jail because of drugs. Wow. I mean, I knew it was high, but I had... I would even maybe say 98% they're in there because... Because of drugs. Right. That That is really quite remarkable and having taken dare training i mean you know that it works because you experienced it you you got a chance to see kids that were at risk and make a difference and and help them to to go the right way i've got a question for you has anybody from back in your deputy fred days and you worked in several schools um has anybody done as a result of your influence in their life have they pursued law enforcement uh, yes. How many kids? I think it's two. Okay. Both boys? Okay. So both two guys decided that they were going to be in law, law enforcement because of you. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. In the time that we have left, tell us about some of your speaking engagements, please, that are uh, coming up. We're going to have, you have to look at the website to see the exact dates. We're going to be out in the park, come meet Fred Sloss. And uh, if you want to help or do anything else, go to uh, Fred Sloss for Sheriff and look on the campaign page for updates, and you can see the events that we have planned and engagements. Okay. And so it's getting kind of down to the wire. I mean, I know that we still have several 
several weeks until it happens. And I, I have asked you on more than one occasion, okay, what has been the most surprising thing to you? So please tell the listeners what has surprised you most positively. Uh, the most positive is the overwhelming support that I've received. You wouldn't believe the phone calls I've gotten and uh, just a response to everything else. And I surely appreciate it and I ask for your vote. There you go. There you go. Well, you have heard it from the man himself, and we are going to be following what happens. And uh, I... I am fascinated by what I'm seeing, quite frankly. You know, I'm I'm from, I'm not from here originally, but I have fallen in love with here, probably in a lot of respects more than people who have been born and raised here, because, you know, I'm from the left coast, and <laughs> where I grew up has gone completely nuts, and uh, to live in Athens, Alabama, and see that people are wanting to really build a community that's based on values that are that we all believe are true but the reason why we believe they're true is because we know they work when you're when when you put them to, to practice the the values of the constitution and faith and community and and building it and having a chance to do so irrespective of your tribe or your color or or gender or anything else and i think that's one of the things that excites me about this particular race. Thank you, Fred, Thank you for, for coming on. And uh, this is Allie Turner, and we'll see you in a week. You've been listening to Tennessee Valley Spotlight, brought to you by Witch Barbecue. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it on demand by going to WKAC1080.com and looking for the Tennessee Valley Spotlight link. Join us again next week for another Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.